Oahu, um, <laughs> Charlie. Oh, aloha, Corey. Oh, oh, I said the island, didn't I? <laughs> oh, I was like, is that how they say hi? No. <laughs> how, for a second, I was about to say Oahu. Um, aloha, Corey. Yolanda. Aloha. aloha. Um, I just Charlie, live my best life. Did you just literally come off a plane? Literally. Still have my carry-on sitting over here. So sweet. <laughs> my throat is still, you know, that air when you're on that plane for like 10 plus hours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just got back from Hawaii, Oahu, with Hawaii. hubby. Hawaii. With hubby for our seventh anniversary vacay. Amazing, you guys. Life has changed. I'll be honest. I went to Hawaii a thousand years ago. But when I saw your Instagram, all I could think about was the movie Moana. You Why? even DM me, Moana. Was, Moana. <laughs> when I was I like, do you see Tafiti? On the beach? It's all my I have references. not seen Moana, but you, that, that seriously, like low key, tonight, watch, watch it. it. <laughs> I want you and your husband movie? to watch it. It is, don't, it's, it's okay. <laughs> is it what? It's, it's a, a kid's, kid's movie. movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm it looked it. like everything, especially it. when y'all on that boat in that bat. It looked like Tafiti. And this was epic because seven years ago on these dates, we went to Hawaii for our actual honeymoon. Just a different island. So oh it was really a moment. Gosh. This moment. I wish I could take you guys. We got to do a, like a yes girl trip. All right. Tell Love me it. the one thing that was so special about this trip. The views, the ambiance. You can't, everywhere you go in Hawaii is a vibe. Wow. Like you can't, you can't, you, you just can't go wrong. Like if you want romance, it's a moment. You can't okay. go wrong. Like, um, and they barely get rain. The weather's always beautiful. The temperatures are always mild. Like, it's not. You don't have to worry. The flight is hell. Okay, <laughs> ten plus hours. I'm not gonna lie. We were like, oh my god. But when you get there, you get it. Just being there, the vibe. Mm. It's a moment. Did you see a lot of spam? Spam. No. Apparently, <laughs> in Hawaii, so. they like live for spam. Oh, spam the food. Spam the you food. You thinking about I'm your sp- inbox? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, spam? Why is it checking working? I thought I would. I heard that, but I didn't. No, just all kinds of macadamia nuts and cookies and lace. I got a flower crown. I love it. Check my IG. It was everything. And we got a traditional Hawaiian blessing on our marriage, which was lit. Nice. Nice. But I miss you guys. I'm back. I made it. Yay. Yay. Well, ladies, we're here again for another week of Yes Girl. Sage. Sage. Uh, speaking of Sage, we have two great guests today. Aisha Curry, who is making it rain in the pots and pans department of every major Target yep. and wherever you get your home goods. But she's also Steve, Steph Curry's wife. Beautiful soul. Um, amazing cook. She came and talked to us. And also we talked to Latham Thomas, Mama Glow, a wonderful doula, celebrity doula, but yes. you know, regular folks doula. Um, but just Another wonderful spirit. So this is kind of our self-care episode. Episode to bosses. Yes. B-A-W. Yes. Wonderful women. (laughs) Um, But we first want to share the love that you guys have been so graciously giving us on social media. So thank you for rating and reviewing Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts. We see you, girl. Or boy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We love reading your thoughts. So please keep it up. Keep it up. And tell your friends about Yes Girl. And continue to use the hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. We want to get into some of this Twitter love. And I have one especially for you, Charlie Pan. I'm ready. From the Princess of Zamunda. <laughs> love it. At what DD says. When I went to summer camp as a kid, we stayed in cabins, not tents. Voila, glamping. Hashtag glamping. <laughs> yes. Hashtag Yes Girl Podcast, LOL. <laughs> Finally um, a vote for me. Miss <laughs> DD. we're going to have to talk. <laughs> Thank you, Swift. <laughs> Thank you for the support because everybody else said I wasn't. Uh, 
I so love it. Barry at Podcasts and Color wrote us and said, Yes, Girl Podcast episode with Gabby Yu is featured on Apple Podcasts too. Congrats, ladies. Hashtag pods in color. And shout out to Barry because po- that podcast in color Twitter feed Thank is you. all about the love for podcasts of color. And he's doing a great job. All right. Next up, we have Kenyara. Um, she says, is it Miss Y-A-R-I? Miss Jari? Mint Majesty plus a new podcast equals Friday night relaxation. Hashtag guest girl podcast. I feel it. Mint Majesty tea. Oh, emoji. I was like, what sorry. is Mint Majesty? I know, I'm sorry, yeah, I, I missed the tea emoji. And I kept looking at the emoji, but <laughs> I just... Emoji. Hot it's a tea, tea emoji, hot tea emoji. Oh, oh I, hot, hot oh, tea. Oh, I get, get it, girl. I really get it now, girl. Yep. <laughs> we get it, get it. it. It's a little she early. Got it. It's a little early for us. Get my coffee, get my coffee. Thank you, everyone else, for sharing and keep talking to us. We're listening, reading, and loving your comments. And you can communicate with us directly. I'm at Corey Murray. At Yoli Zama. And at Charlie Pine on Instagram and Manwave Dog on Twitter. So, I got a few with y'all too, because y'all head up. Oh, um, oh what we do? Essence.com. <laughs> and oh, this is for all my Hampton University people. Why oh. was it so much? How it love this weekend? Oh, here. But all right, real talk. It wasn't even y'all. Like everybody in my feed, I was like, did everybody go to Howard's Home? Or Spelman and Morehouse. True. Yes. I didn't know it was called Spellhouse. It is. I, it's a thing. I just learned that. I'm yes. a Spellmanite, y'all, just in case people didn't know. Good. Shout good, out good. to all my Spellman women. Man. I mean, you know, I think this was retaliation because <laughs> on Friday, um, everybody, if you go to Corey's um, social media feed, she had on a sweater that had HU on it. And I was like, wait. Which HU are you talking about? Ooh, the real HU. There is only Ooh. one. <laughs> Yo, this war will go okay. on for a lifetime. So I think as Essence editors, we were like, uh-uh, we're going to get her. Mm-hmm. So the whole weekend was about Howard University yep. homecoming Boom. on Essence.com. No, <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's been an ongoing thing, right, Yolanda, for digital. Like last year, we did Howard and Spellhouse and then too, Spellhouse yeah. and, mm-hmm, but we again. did Howard first and Spellman Morehouse were like wait excuse uh-uh. me I have to say though Hampton is not as vocal as the yeah. other oh, people wait uh, a minute uh, no 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 like uh-oh. when Spellman and Morehouse get left take out take it off my ear they, don't listen, listen, look, when, they to told me. us the spell the Spellhouse crew was like yes. uh-uh, uh-uh Essence you will not leave us out because you know Hampton's a little more um, dignified okay okay we don't clap back we just we gonna send y'all a nice Spellman well, we're going to send a Google. letter. We're going to send Look. you a nice letter. We're going to mail it, too. I have to say, though, I just love a good HBCU war anyway. Oh, no. And this, like, Homecoming Weekend really gives us a Please, all right, guys, this this is all jokes and fun. Hampton and Howard love each other. Yay, but we don't. But yay. But still, but <laughs> still, but I do love HBCU Homecoming, period. And yeah, Howard's period. Homecoming looked fucking lit. Yeah. And even no, though I was Cardi in Hawaii, B. I had FOMO on my yeah. feed. <laughs> From homecoming. Rhonda Thompson, who's our creative director, she said she went in the whole, Dougie Fresh had the whole yard swag surfing. Oh my God. What? She said the whole yard. Wow. And shout out That's to Howard, because even when I was a Spelman student, we mm-hmm. did ours and then we drove to Howard's. Like wow. Howard. Oh yeah, please. Oh yeah. I mean, when I was in school, Howard's 
one of the Howard sweatshirts was it just said Mecca because it was like the Mecca. Yeah. You went to the Mecca. And low key, I really want to go to Howard, but they was trying to charge me like out of state fees. And I lived in Maryland and I was like, you I'm, like, not, we're not, I'm doing not doing that. So I went to Howard for one year. You can wrap it. Mm-hmm. And so each each time homecoming comes around, I'm like, I only went there one year. And people are like, girl, come on. People in. go to homecoming that never even went to Howard. Guilty. So you need to. Now, see, go. if you went to Hampton, Hampton's rule is if you've gone for like even a semester, you are always a Hamptonian. Oh. See, we have class. Corey, I have love for Hampton. My brother is a Hampton University graduate. Oh, look at that. The home I applied to Hampton. I got in. See? But you know, the other HU was a little more persistent. Oh, my God. Because, you know, Hampton's dignified, so they didn't really come after me. (laughs) (laughs) The way A. Howard Wait, whose homecoming is left? (laughs) Well, I met a lady yesterday. She said uh, she was getting her hair done. She said, oh, I'm getting my hair done to go to um, Norfolk State's... um, Oh, uh, okay. Homecoming. I was like, "Oh, that's cute." I that didn't is... think any more homecomings were left. <laughs> you were no, I'm kidding. I was just, I was just messing with her. Please, I was just messing with no, her. But no, but it's funny. The but internet. A few more. Um, like she, more Norfolk State, I guess, is in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Having it, they're having yeah. it this weekend. So, well, anyone who still got homecoming, comment. Shout out. Please to tell you. us. Uh, and please keep us Let with us the know. with the photos. We love it. Tag we us. love it. But on a sad note, um, mm-hmm. I know some sad news this week. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like. Sad news, but also angry news. So, Sarge- Sergeant Le- Le David Johnson, who was killed in an ambush in Ni- Niger, um, you know, Green Beret, Green Beret, died in active duty, horrible, left behind a wife with two kids and pregnant. Um, their babies, their third child is due, you know, the top of the year. And, you know, that, you know, call that the president should always, you know, make to a fallen soldier. Well, you know, allegedly, not even a, a reportedly, um, Trump was very dismissive to when he called her, when he called her quite horrible. And, you know, he stumbled on her on his name and Maisha voiced it. You know what I mean? She talked about it. Um, Representative Frederica Wilson, who is her, you know, legislator from Florida, mm-hmm. was in the car and vouched and said, no, he was totally dismissive. I heard he didn't even remember his name. He didn't. Mm-mm. He didn't remember it. So it was that was just heartbreaking. But, you know, of course, you know, Black Twitter went in and uplifted her name, uplifted her. Don Lemon. I don't know if you guys saw him. He did an open letter to Donald Trump on his show on CNN. And I mean, he was so emotional like he was crying because it was like this is our president and you're not even dignified like just this is a soldier period Seriously, mm-hmm. you know and then what um i don't know if you guys have started noticing they've really not started tracking well news outlets that president trump now has a clear record that how disrespectful and dismissive he is towards black women just period and mm. black people because wow. he only calls us I'm out like jamel hill Wow. You know, just the, in mm-hmm. the White House in general. And people of color. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, 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 it was almost like it happened, but then it was almost like it's, this is par for the course now. You know what I mean? It's, this is how this is going to be. But it was really sad. But Maisha and your family, we are praying for you. We hope that you will get through this. We love you. And we sincerely thank your husband for his years of service and protecting Mm -hmm. us as Americans. So thank you for your husband. Thank you. And okay, real quick, y'all. Sorry, Mm -hmm. real quick. This is real because, so I don't know 
I've never met a lot. I haven't met a lot of Australians. I don't know a lot about it, but I've heard mm-hmm. that that can be it can be pretty racist in Australia. That's always been what I've heard. Allegedly, reportedly, never knew if it were true. And when we were in Hawaii, we were sitting next to this Australian couple, older couple, and they were, you know, we heard their accents. We realized they were Australian. They were like, you oh, know, hey, hey, whatever. And then they were like, how are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. We were like, huh? Yeah. They were like, you have that asshole as the president, mm-hmm. and you're people of color. He was like, y'all. Okay? They were like, are y'all okay? Yeah. And if I was, we were like. Yes, we're making it, but thank you for caring. Yeah. But it just came from, I mean, this is someone on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. and they are praying for people of color in America. Like, they were like, you know, just checking on you guys. Are you all right? Yeah. And I thought that was really impactful and moving, and they really wanted to know because they were like, we can't imagine what it's like to be people of color now in America with your president. It was a human moment. Very human moment. And out of nowhere, it wasn't like, oh, how's your vacation? Yeah. It was like, oh, you're American? How are you guys doing? Yeah. And you're black? And you're black? Yeah. Mm. Like, let me check on you. So, a lot of mercy. Wow. Well, mm. well, I want to end on something happy. Okay. Wait, hold on. I got to yeah. weave. Oh, breaking and it's everything. News. Okay, your first, my first weave ever, ladies. Give me all the tips. I've never had a weave. This is like, mom- this is a moment in time, right? Ooh, I'm so excited. I don't even know what to do with myself. Pro had I time. known about weave when I was younger, I'm glad I actually found out only re- like this time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You oh yeah. yeah. No, I would have been living in weave all the time. And this then is your an addiction. Would have left. I'm already addicted. It's everything though. It's you look so good. So look good. I really thought it was me. your hair. I thought it was your. I honestly thought it was your hair. I just oh, thought like you. My just God. Like a blowout. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, y'all. Give me all the tips. I'm here with Charlie, and I asked Charlie. So, do you oil your scalp when you weave, or do you do you I just did. leave it? I do. Somebody told me not to, so you guys let me know. Like, let what do know. you do to? So, is, and it's a sewn in. Give them, a let sewn. them know what kind of weave. Oh, why the different types? Well, you can. I mean, oh. there's glues. Oh, it's a sewing. I mean, should you? I mean, I've never should had a weave, but it? yeah, should, I don't know. If people that, still do that. Oh, okay. But I mean, you see it on the menu in you the glue hair it on salon. Your scalp? Oh, oh, it was like on right, not really your scalp, like right on the edge of your root. Oh, used to be clipping. There's a lot of kind. There's a lot of weaves. Okay. So I just thought we should well, clarify that it's so. You know what? That white that white girls get weaves. Yes, they do, girl. Do so they I, sew it in or do they glue it? That I don't know, but I do know they get the pieces of her. I think they get it sewn in and clipped in. Wow. Especially those Hollywood actresses, yeah. you know, who are giving you all the hair, like body. <laughs> Damn. We didn't talk about Lupita. <gasps> Whoa. I didn't read it yet because I was on vacay, but I heard that she shared an account. Yeah, with it. Harvey Weinstein, oh, yeah. Mm. What, can y'all just give me Cliff notes? What did he do to her? I was heartbroken just to see her name. The and same name thing in he does to all oh, of them. He invited her oh. to the hotel, said he needed a massage. I don't know if yeah. he was naked or, I don't know, I don't, maybe he had the robe on. Yeah, but I, this time mm. it was at his house mm-hmm. in Connecticut. I think it was in Connecticut. Um, but notice how swiftly he was quick to deny oh, it. Oh, yeah. He hasn't denied anybody else. Anybody else. He denied that he one. He denied Swift. that one. With Lupita. <sighs> he said he had a different regulation of events. Yeah. Regulation. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. yeah. And then Jill Scott uh, yes. tweeted something that he, well, I guess when she was pregnant, she saw him and he was like, "How'd you? who told you to get fucking pregnant or yeah. something? Oh, because yeah. she was doing that. Um, first ladies. Number yes, one. Number one. Late, mm-hmm. First ladies detective agency. Right. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, um, Lord. But now yeah. all of these dudes are coming out of the woodworks. They're getting fired left and right. Uh, There's a Amazon. whole list yeah. of people from all different companies now who are get, losing their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all of these women. Yeah. I cannot yeah. thank you all enough for you know just I'm proud of you. Yep. Yeah, it's time. Thank you for speaking. Yes, out. and it's yeah. I don't think this is gonna stop anytime soon. Oh no, soon. no, no. It's if just you seen. ever harassed a woman, 
Men, oh, you better. You've been warned. Can I say this? I was watching uh, Trevor Noah, and when I don't know her name, but it's this new correspondent, and she has like really Dulcet. red hair. The I know uh, the redhead, the red hair girl. Oh, so she said, "Next time you pull out your dick, replace it with a chick." <laughs> like, like, like as far as like if you're in a company. <laughs> Like replace the head of the company with a chick. Yeah, seriously. It It was like, yeah. All right, ladies, let's get into our first conversation with Aisha Curry. I think I want to go get something to eat now because she talks up a lot of good food. And she cooks it up, girl. Let's do it. Charlie girl. Corey Mary. You know how excited I get about our guests. I know. (laughs) I'm really excited because this is a situation where I've been... An Instagram fan, oh. and you realize you don't really know them in real life, and you go up to them and you be like, "Oh right, you don't know me." Right, and I you're like trying you. to hug them, like yes. I just said. Yeah, who's here, Corey? Aisha Curry. Hey, Aisha Curry. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, we are yeah. too. As Corey said, we're Insta fans. And <laughs> yeah, we're really, Insta I've fans. met her before, though. So, you, know. you you pretty much know me if you follow me on Instagram. You're I'm so like real. Same, it's the same person. <laughs> I love knowing that. Because I'm like, she really is like this. So if anyone lives into the rock and they don't know who Aisha Curry is, Corey, and we gonna break it down for them. <clears throat> receipts. This is oh, the receipts. Oh, goodness. Here we go. I'm going to check them off. All right. Where do I begin? Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to, all right. You have your own delivery meal service. I do. Homemade. Homemade. Yes. All right. Are you all like, fresh and great. Are you like the first black woman to do this? Or I, only? I feel yeah, like we're going to say think, that. Yeah. Can we bring these things up? Because nobody bring ever it brings up. them up. That's true. She it's is. It's true. No, let's do that. Okay. Slow clap. All right. Slow clap. You have a restaurant, the International Smoke. Yes. We have a Hawaii location in in, uh, San Francisco. Our big flagship is opening in November. And I remember when you did the pop-up first, right? Yes. 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 Restaurant owner. Okay, let's go with restaurant owner. Food Network Show. Aisha's Home Kitchen. Yes. Now, what's the second one? Wasn't there originally a YouTube show? Or I well, feel like yeah, you had two had, different shows. I had my my little segments that I did on YouTube, and I'm still planning to do that, but I've had Aisha's Home Kitchen for two seasons now. That's where I'm getting them to from. You're also the new host of The Great American Baking Show. Yes. yes. You're a best-selling author of a cookbook. It's, it's she, so weird when you... <laughs> I'm not you done. Can't, are we making so, you like... She's I'm like, not done. I'm not done. And we're not even finished. Okay. You're here in New York because you're launching your My own... cookware. Cookware. Yeah. Let's just be real, y'all. Y'all could have Aisha Curry's pots and pans. Right now. Cookware in your kitchen. In your kitchen. With is, the cookbook. Is there, is there a black woman that has her own cookware line? I don't know if oh, did Oprah well, did Oprah you know ever come out with anything? No, but you know who I'm thinking about is who? B Smith. B Smith. Did she have a cookware line? She may have had like tea towels. May- <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> what do you call that? Is that like no, kitchenware? No, like, you know what I mean, like accessories. accessories tea towels are great. Tea. Yes, they are. But, but you are gonna definitely be. building a food empire. Food I, empire. It's it's been a, it's been a whirlwind to say the least. Yes. Oh my God. And we're not done. Oh. You, oh. <laughs> you thought I was done? <laughs> oh, I just started. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's on the you record. You are the new cover girl. Yes. Boom. That's oh, incredible. Yes. And I, like, you're a cover girl. You're not an actress. You're no. not a model. Yeah, I'm the first one, I think, to not be in an actress or a model incredible. in the food world. Congratulations. Um, I'm so excited about that. Did you I, freak out when you found out? Like, I, what was that moment like? <laughs> so that moment was a moment of disbelief, but a great moment of of, of honor, obviously. Uh-huh. And it was one of those things where 
my whole team was telling me it was happening, but I was like, yeah, okay, okay. They're like, you're going to shoot on this day. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. And then I show up to the shoot and I'm like, well, when it comes out, then I'll believe you. They're like, but you're here doing it now. And I'm like, yeah, but I still think Ashton Kutcher is going to pop out and say, ha, you are punked. punked. <laughs> that did not happen. But it's happening. It's yeah, happening. It's amazing. And we grew up looking at these cover girls, Queen and all of that. And you you know, that's a moment for a black woman. Yeah, they're, you know, I'm... I'm so proud of the brand um, and and the way that they're shaping out to be and transforming themselves. And um, Okanwa, who's who's the, um, now the I believe she's the VP or the president of CoverGirl, um, just this beautiful um, African woman, and she's really just the diversity that they're bringing together for this new team of cover girls is amazing. I mean, you have Issa, Issa Rae. You're in good company. You, yeah, today they announced Massey Arias, who's a big fitness um, wow, that's woman. Awesome. She, uh, her body's insane. <laughs> I hate Gold. people like oh. that. But yeah, we've got a motocross racer. Wow, um, it's so, so it's like diverse. People from, it's, so, it's really cool. This is a real moment. women. They're having it's real women, it and sounds like. we also, yeah. there's another amazing receipt, and I love that we saved it for last. I think I know, I think I know where you're you know going, where I'm going with, with this. this. Yes. Who is she married to, Corey? Oh. <laughs> Oh, you are also married to Steph Curry. Yes. But you're also a mother, Childhood wife. sweethearts, mom, yeah. wife. I mean, on top, like, that's an incredible, those are incredible jobs. But in the meantime, she's building a food empire and also a wife and a mom. Yeah, it's, I, I feel so, honestly, I feel so blessed. Um, and it's, it's in those moments, like, when I get tired and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, there is a lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. It's so important to put it into perspective and realize how blessed I truly am to have like every single opportunity. So I'm so grateful. And I think that's why I come into things maybe so normal mm-hmm. because I am you so are very grateful. Chill. You're yeah. like, hey girl. I'm like, I'm not the person that's like, oh, you're grateful to have me. I'm like, no, I'm so happy to be here right now. <laughs> so. I just want to know where you keep your cape. My cape. <laughs> that's very sweet. <laughs> no, because that's a lot. I mean. No, but seriously, how do you do it? I can barely finish my book right now. And you're I, up here watching I mean, everything. <laughs> In in all honesty, like I forgot to bring my toothbrush and I had to get a dental kit like from the hotel and luckily they had one and like I forget to shave my legs all the time. It's actually a luxury for me. Oh, that's going to I feel like that's just going to backfire. It's okay. No, that, but that's like, like very an arm of razors like, now. Nothing's like nothing's perfect. And I'm yeah. constantly running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Like I don't. I get stressed out, like I have my moments, but it's all about perspective. Yeah. It's funny, uh, Shonda Rhimes often comments oh, that her. as much as she does, yeah, she was real one day, I forgot what she was speaking, but she says, as much as I'm here writing these great hit shows, I may be missing a recital. Exactly. Or I may be not home for this. So I, I loved her for being honest about that yeah. because there, there is something that drops. Give yeah. and take. It's so, it's, it's, it's so hard and like anybody who that has kids and says it doesn't take a village is completely lying. If you have any sort of career, whether you're a nurse or a school teacher, like if you, if you have children, you're obviously, whether it's a family relative or somebody else, you have to have that help. And it's, I think it's a beautiful thing being Mm -hmm. able to have a support system um, and being able to kind of lift each other up and empower one another to be able to do these things that we love to do so much. Um, And so for me, yeah, the mom guilt is, Mom it's so real. My it's daughter, so real. I got invited to a very like she-she party in LA and it was, I was going to come back and I was going to be back in New York for my daughter's event, mm-hmm. but it was in the morning. So I was literally missing mm-hmm. it by like an hour or two. 
And I explained, I, I got her grandmother to go. I got the babysitter to go. I got another aunt to go. Everybody, Everybody to go. So you were stacked. You were good. Yes. She still brings it up. Of course. Oh. She's like, but you miss oh, this. Oh, no. You miss. I was like, are you they kidding They don't forget, me? kids. She's seven. She's they don't forget. They, they don't, don't forget, but when she's like 16, she's going to be like, what are you talking about? I don't remember. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> All these months I spent feeling guilty. Saisha, I have a question. We know that cooking is your passion. It is. And yes. it always has been. Yes. We read that. I read a story that you started the blog because your husband, Steph, was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is what you love. This is what you do. You should just mm-hmm. put it out there. Is mm-hmm. that true? It's it very true. It's very true. I I was... I had a career shift um, mm. because I you was were modeling. And I, w- I was acting as as a kid and, and a teenager mm-hmm. um, because it's the only thing that I ever did, and I it's the only thing that I knew or was told mm. that I was going to do. So I didn't ever venture into looking at anything different. And I'd been cooking my whole life, but no, nobody ever told me like, "Hey, you can make a career out of this." And to be completely honest, the culinary world is completely male dominated oh yeah um, there's there's amazing women oh, wow, who I are i think that oh yeah so. it's 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 like the antithesis of what you would think because you know that you know we've made this image of like what the woman at home like is homemaker. like so you think, oh. just only, but the, yeah. the the culinary kitchen it's completely different but there are women who are making headway and and changing that and i hope to be one of those women but um um yeah it's <sighs> I don't know. It's you just, just put it out there. You yeah, just like, I just go. did. You always sort of imagine that you would be building an empire, or have no, you just been taking it one block? No, it's it's been this crazy whirlwind. I I always had hopes and dreams, but I didn't imagine that it would it would work out like this. All I've ever done is just worked my butt off, like one single mm-hmm. day at a time, and always made sure that anything that I was choosing to do or putting my foot in was something that I was truly passionate about mm-hmm. and, and enjoying. I've never sold myself short. And I just thank God like that it's that it's paid off, you know. Um, and now I'm doing things that I couldn't I could never have dreamed of doing. Always hoped, but didn't think that it would turn out like this. And so I think that's the that's the moral of the story is just to whatever goal you're trying to attain, like work hard at it regardless of what accolade or mm-hmm. recognition you're getting. It's what you're doing when, when people aren't watching, like when the when the clock stops, when when the lights are off, like what are you doing to further and better yourself? And I feel like I really took that message and like kept it inside of me and, and always working the kids are sleeping. Like what am I doing <laughs> to obviously it's important to sleep. Oh yeah. But But tell me honestly, what time are you going to bed? Right. Because I don't I don't I can't imagine. Um, you gonna eight hours? It depends. No. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Who is? Right? Sometimes. You know what? That's what work trips are good for. <laughs> those. Oh my Those cross country flights. Woo! I just sleep. It's great. You're like, just hand me a pillow. I'm like, Thanks. oh, you need me to go to New York? Okay. <laughs> and then that's for me when that's I travel for work. Hat. Like, I go to bed at eight. I like to do. I watch my TV show. I don't have to watch Disney Channel. And those hotel beds, you know. And I'm just Seriously. focused on yeah. myself. But it's but you even if it's just an overnight trip, it's the recharge you need. It is. You can come yeah, back. yeah, it is. Yeah. So what do you feel like you want to conquer next? You've already done so much in this industry. But what do you what what do you have your eyes set on right now? So there's two answers for me. Um, Right now, I do have so much on my plate that my goal is to make everything that I have going on right now as as amazing as I possibly can. So with the restaurant, making sure that I'm present and making sure, you know, that I'm really putting the work in um, and and making that 
that place great um, with the cookware. It's just honing in on, you know, bigger, better ideas and, and, and making sure that that's successful. And the stuff is amazing. Like, so what, I, need, I wish I would have brought through, some stuff like, for you what, guys. I, I mean, mean, can't wait to try it, it. What does your line include? Oh, it's everything. So it's it's cutting boards, knives. I have salt cellars, cast iron. I have these amazing Dutch ovens. I have three different types of, of, of skillets, um, many different colors. I have all of the, like, the cutlery you need, so spoons, uh, serving spoons. Um, so you thought of the cooking wear. 101, the cooking challenge folks like myself. You, we're, yeah. all, we're included as well. Yeah, and everything's dishwasher safe, oh, and I you can that. take it from stovetop to oven. And But the 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 most important thing is that the affordability for the quality you're getting. I mean, the quality is I sound like a saleswoman, and I guess basically I am. <laughs> but you thought you put really some thought into if, it. it. Yeah. If I'm not going to do it, who's going to do it? Right. It's, it's, it's really amazing stuff, and I use it in my own kitchen. Um, it's just been great, and it's I have a, I have a funny story about about um, the cookware. When I was uh, – my best friend who's here, Shireen, over there with her hand on her face, <laughs> she's <laughs> – Hi, Shireen. Hi, Shireen. Hi, Shireen. She, um, we had this pact when we were little. We said – at the, at the time, like Martha Stewart and Kmart was the biggest thing. It was like huge. And I lived in Toronto at the time and crossing the border to go there was like the biggest thing. <laughs> um, so we would drive an hour to go to Buffalo. But we said, if we're not married by the time we're whatever age, like we're going to live together and we're going to deck our kitchen out and all that stuff. And so now and we were so serious. And so <laughs> it was goals. No, I, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she was at my 13th birthday party when all we did was cook the whole day away. And so oh, now... Wow. Yeah, so now I to think that. that there could be two two little girls, you know, best friends talking about, you know, decking their place out with my stuff is insane. Like I can't I can't imagine. What um can you, do you have a memory of what was the first thing you cooked that was horrible and then what you perfected? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. So I the first thing I cooked that was horrible, I tried to do a tiramisu. Oh, wow. And I accidentally used um espresso ground espresso instead of the instant coffee powder that you're supposed to use on the top so my parents ate it and they're like the flavor is delicious but what is that crunch on the top (laughs) it wasn't good and then actually in my like later on in my life I was uh making uh my husband who was at the time my boyfriend Mm -hmm. some some eggs he wanted scrambled eggs and I was trying to be inventive inventive and I put (laughs) garlic powder in it and uh-oh. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was terrible. And the worst part is, is that I gave it to him. I didn't try it before I gave I gave Aww. it to him. I, I did he play it off? Was he like this? He is delicious did. He was babe. like, so what did you do different? He's like, I usually. He's like, usually your eggs are like the best thing. What did you do different? I'm like, I put garlic powder. He's like, yeah. He's like, maybe like the other way that you usually do them. Like that. That's great. I'm like, you don't like him. He's like, care. He's like, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> So before you came in here, we were joking. We were like, what's the food that you're embarrassed to eat in public? Yes. Like for me, it's, we were saying it's chicken, chicken wings. wings. Fried chicken wings. There's no cute way to do it. Because <laughs> I get in there. I got to... I hate to break it to you. I'm not afraid to eat anything in public. Well, we were just saying, afraid is maybe the wrong word. We were like, you know it's going to be, you know you're going to go in. And then suddenly that cute moment at that, you know, party where they're passing out finger foods. Well, and you're like, I had a sausage, wings. egg, and cheese before I came here. And I don't know if you can see, but like there's like a, a, that lipstick line. Because my bottom lip is like a sausage. So anything I eat that's remotely big, like my lip curls under and I get a lipstick stain on my chin. So that's you funny. name it, anything. 
Well, that's I, the thing. I, oh, go ahead, Corey. Well, I have one more foodie thing. Yeah, foodie. So uh, I, I'm not a foodie, but one thing I've been seeing on the internet, there's a great debate about grits. Yes. Oh, my God. Is it the salt versus sugar? The thing? salt versus sugar. Ooh. See, I grew up, all right, my family's from Texas, and we ate grits with sugar and butter. But that's like cream of wheat. Yeah. And yeah. it was basically like if you didn't have cream wheat, you had grits. And then also, if you didn't have those, <laughs> we would make rice and you'd put butter and sugar on the rice. Like that was the tier. But here on delicious. the East Coast, the the whole grits and with the eggs and shrimp, all that so stuff. So I have them. I have them both ways. Okay, both ways. So when when the grits are a little firmer, I like them like cheesy and salty. When they're when they're looser, more more in the style of a porridge, I like them sweet. Okay, I'll take that. It's so funny. That's the thing. I put sugar on anything I can. I'm terrible. Oh, and brown sugar is my favorite thing. In the and in the world. south, my grandma and aunts and everything they used to put a little, just a teeny bit of sugar in mac and cheese I, to I make the say spaghetti sauce. I was that like, too. Mm-hmm. That too to make that. the kids eat it. And I, I told you the story. I tried oh, to yeah, yeah, do yeah. give it to Cabron, and he was like, "What is happening?" He was loving it until he realized until one he time saw, he saw oh, me. Oh man! Game you can't over. let him see you do it. Aisha, so at what moment do you feel like you really were like, okay? I'm a boss. When did you feel <laughs> like, because you have to feel like a boss to be making the kind yeah. of moves that you're making. I think. Th- and owning your space. The moment I realized that was when I realized even if the kids were sleeping in, I couldn't be sleeping in. Like there was work to be done. There was mm-hmm. always something to do, honestly. Um, and then it, it it's it's true. Like the saying, the grind never stops. It never stops. There's always something to do. Um, but I love that. That's what drives me. And it's, yeah. it's a big adrenaline rush. So I can imagine that like what my husband feels like when he like sinks that shot is like what I feel every time I get something right, like in the business world. Um, so, but I love it. it. It keeps me going. And you're outspoken. You're real. You're honest. You stand up for exactly what you're, what you feel and what you're thinking. How yeah. do you, what is some, what's some of your advice for fighting for that when you're building a brand or a business? Cause I imagine you're coming to people like, Hey, I want to start yeah. this thing. And they want to tell you yeah. how to do it. But you know, you want to trailblaze. Yeah. There's going to be a million people that tell you no, first of all, when mm-hmm. you're, start, when you're starting out to do something. But all you need is that one person to tell you, yes, who's going to believe in you. And first, you need to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know coming into everything that I was doing, like people would be like, well, no. And not not in my family. My family's always been my biggest support. But people on the outside would be right. like, well, well, why do you want to do that? Like, there's no reason for you to do that. I don't understand. Why do you, you want to do something for yourself? I'm confused. And, you know, I think it's important to be that strong woman and to follow your passions regardless of – of, of what your situation is. I'm at the end of the day, I have two little girls who I want to leave my own legacy for as right. well as a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's, that's what, that's what drives me on a daily basis is just making sure that I'm, I'm leaving this lasting impression for my girls. And they see their mom being a boss. Yeah. That's, yeah. there's nothing better than that. Yeah. Speaking on that. And I just had this conversation with my seven year old. So you're a boss, you're a trailblazing, but what do you say to your little girls because I'm sure you want them mm-hmm. to go a step higher. Mm-hmm. Like, what what are you what are you telling them? Because you already are, are doing it. Goodness, that's a hard one. Um, I think I'm telling them to make sure they maintain that balance in their life because accolades and you know being successful at your job is fantastic. But at the end of the day, when everything goes away, all you have is your family and all you have are those memories that you've built with your family and your children. And so you have to make sure that you keep that balance as hard as it is. Make sure that that you don't let 
work overstep that that family boundary and so that's that's been a learning process for me just starting starting up is making sure you know that I kind of put my foot down and say well no this time is this time is for my family and this time is for my kids and I'm home now and my phone's still going off but I'm going to put it away because it's dinner time <laughs> so I think that that's that's important I had a I was dealing with a publicist about an artist and she was texting me and I was like listen it's I got to put my kid to bed mm-hmm. I need I'm, we're in the middle of dinner I can talk to you after 8 30 mm-hmm. and when we did have that conversation later at night she was like Corey I have to commend you for telling me exactly <laughs> what you were doing and mm-hmm. what I was like I, I I'm that means I'm working all the time yeah like I'll mm-hmm. give you but I only have this two hours with her where I can connect with her and yeah it's interesting right because I feel like maybe 10 years ago there was set times. Yeah. Nobody, you weren't able to reach anybody at exactly, home. And yeah. now our, our entire businesses are in our pockets. On demand. On demand. It's insane. And I you feel like You left work at work. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. probably why people, why there's so many issues going on now with people's stress levels. And it's time to like get back to the basics, honestly. Yes. And that's why we don't come together as much. And yeah. that's another thing that I love about your branding and your message. You are all about making the time with your husband, with your kids coming together. And for you, you're doing that through food and yeah. conversation. But I love that you're pushing that because Thank these you. devices and these MacBooks and yeah. social media, like that, we're, we have more excuses than ever before not to do that. Absolutely. That's why that's that's why I decided to do this. Food is so big for me because it's just, it's a language of unity and a mm-hmm. language of love. We can yeah. all relate to coming together and eating a meal together no matter where you go in the world. That's one thing that people always do. They come together, they sit down, and they eat. And I feel like that time is so important, and it's something that's not to be lost um, because it's where you you know build these amazing relationships and create these memories and communicate and just find your sanity. And so I think it's my goal to kind of keep that alive for our younger generations. T- tell us about your growing up. Like, what was your family dinner table like? Like, what was those meals like? It was crazy. So, uh, you know, I... I think of summers in our house when there was no school and kind of that routine wasn't necessarily in place. And, you know, in during the summers, I, my two sisters would be with us. So we there'd be five kids in the house, two younger boys and three of us. And dinner time was crazy. We also, like my mom's food was so delicious that she would also cook so much of it that we would have uninvited guests all the time <laughs> just coming in, whether they were coming to get a to-go plate, like, like jazz on Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> or just coming and spending the entire evening with us. There was always people going in and out, but I loved it. Like that those are some of my fondest memories of, you know, being able to have that ability to kind of feed the community in a sense and and be that that safe place where people could come and enjoy each other's company and talk um and put it all out on the table and and so I just my goal is to to kind of keep that tradition going with my family. Wow. What is faith meant for you? everything um it's it's the foundation of everything i do every decision i make um every walk i walk and talk i talk like that's that's what it all comes down to and obviously like i'm 28 years old everybody has their moments nobody's perfect by any means um but my goal and my mission um as a woman and as a mother is to make sure that in whatever I'm doing, I'm like shining God's light and trying to be like a vessel for God. And that's, that's always been my whole reason for everything. And, um, I don't talk about it much and I hope that my actions, you know, show mm-hmm. that. Cause I think I never want to project 
on other people. stuff mm-hmm. to yeah. other people. So I figure if I l- maybe live a certain way or, you know, just keep living the way I'm living, maybe they'll they'll ask and they'll wonder why th- my actions are the way that they are. Um, and then I can tell them about it. So. And, and speaking of that, you and Steph met at youth we ministry, did. right? Yeah. That's, can that story be any more? That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I mean, there are women, grown women out here in their 30s it's looking for a faith based. <laughs> I know it's probably like he was pulling your hair. Like no. it was probably like a cute kid story, but you know what we I mean? Barely like said three words to each really? other. Really? Yeah, I was, I was so shy. And honestly, like, we had the same circle of friends and and a lot of the girls, I mean, his sister's here, like the girls had eyes for him and he was kind of off limits, honestly. So, hey, but patience, patience is a virtue. <laughs> now, did you go to uh, Chris Paul's wedding? Um, yes, we did. They, they actually um, had their reception in the same place where we had our reception. Oh, I love that. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. yeah. So we had a shout out to Bridget Bartlett. We assigned Bridget Bartlett to go down and cover the wedding. Oh, wow. But she came back talking about y'all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's like, we've got to we've got to know them. We've got to do something with them. And I was like, who? And that was years ago. I'll be, that and was I'll like just be honest with ago. you. I am not a sports person. So I was like, who is Steph Curry? That's so What's funny. going on? But she that she was the first person like put me onto you all. It's probably because we were still newly what she saw us at the wedding. She saw you at the that wedding. Was like oh gosh, we were probably like all over each other. <laughs> and thing is, and you have you we can acknowledge people have a couple crush on you guys. Like mm-hmm. that's you know, that's it's nice. nice to to have a love that people look up to. Um at essence, we've been covering black love forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love that it's on trend right now. It's you know, you trend. everything, you know, like everything is hashtag black love. And I I'm like, it's always been here hello we have yeah. ruby and ozzy you know but i love that we have couples in the in the spotlight that people yeah. can really applaud and look up to and but do you ever feel i don't want to say pressure because obviously it's pressure but like we're in a space now where we share everything yeah right do you how does is it does it ever not get weird when someone's like love your love yay yes kiss yes <laughs> I mean, you know like people it's are so weird. It's, it's weird. Like it's weird it's so weird um and it's not it's like we genuinely love each other and like it's she, she's annoyed by it she thinks it's disgusting and she's annoyed by it she thinks it's disgusting but we really do and I pray to God I pray to God that it stays like that and we work at it every single day that's the one thing that people need to know is that like it's work it's not like it's work it's work but it's beautiful work mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. like taking the time to actually get to know each other yes. is fantastic. So. Marriage is my favorite job. <laughs> yeah. People, I don't mean to be corny, like it's my favorite job. I love we do it. a lot yeah. of things, yeah. but that's the thing I want to nail. You know what I right. liked yesterday? Uh, Earlier this week, we were talking to Tamar Braxton, and she, I asked her, like, oh, how are you Vince doing? I was married. And she's like, we're married, and it's a struggle, but we're <laughs> in it, and it's together. I mean, not in a negative way, but it was yeah. just that reality, like, it's... It's work, but it's good mm-hmm. work. And mm-hmm. you could clearly, there was a friendship there. There's a respect there. Absolutely. Um, that is the most something. important part yeah. is the friendship, having that friendship first. I think that's maybe where a lot of people, that's what a lot of people forget about is mm-hmm. that it's so important to go back to those basics and have, be able to, at the end of the day, like, have a conversation. They have roots. Yeah. Yes. You know, root, be rooted in something. Yes. Okay, I'm I'm gonna get my podium for like five seconds. But I was talking to my bestie this morning and we I was kind of saying, I hope some of these couples who are doing all this wedding planning for the gram, right? So their photo mm. can go viral. Oh, I hope they're investing in their marriage and preparing for their marriage as much as they're preparing for the perfect photo. 
That's because scary. That's real. That's if scary. they are not, they are about to get on a roller coaster. Forget to buckle in. Oh my god! Because it's it, you know you have to prepare. Whether it's counseling, Christian counseling, talking to other married couples, like understanding. But I feel like people are like, oh my dress and my photographer and the yeah. angle. What about you know your what? values? That's, that's really scary and something I haven't thought about now in these days. Because even when we got married, like that wasn't the thing. It was mm-hmm. very new. Same here. I had a black in my days, <laughs> In these days, people, it's almost like people are getting together based off of like profiles. So like who mm-hmm. looks good together? Oh, man, we look all great aesthetic. together. Yeah. Like, all aesthetics. That's, ah. Even weddings, you know, like in love. It's like, oh, you know, I mean. I want to believe everything I see on the gram is real, but we know. I mean, like, love-wise, but we know. But I just hope they're preparing. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. We can pray. We can pray. Before we wrap up, I've got to know, what is the favorite meal you like to cook for your family? Um, The favorite meal I like to make. Okay, so lately I've been obsessed with um, doing salt-baked fish. So you take... That sounds advanced. It's not. It's actually not. So it's, it's Wait a not. So it's one of those things that looks so impressive, uh-huh. but really it's easy and it's in it's in one pan. You basically take a ton of kosher salt, you put some egg whites in there, and you make a paste, basically. You okay. make a base. You take your fresh piece of fish, um, head on, tail on. You just get it um, You get it scaled so okay. that there's no scales on it. But you leave the skin on. Okay. You can fill the cavity with whatever you want. I like to do lemon slices and, and herbs. Um, and then you pack Sounds the good. salt on top of the fish and it goes into the oven and the salt hardens. But what happens is that salt penetrates through the skin and so it perfectly salts that fish. And you pick up the piece of salt because it's rock solid after it bakes in the oven. And then you're left with this beautiful fish. And usually the skin comes right off with the salt. And so everybody can just go in with their fork and eat the fish. It's so That so, sounds It's so amazing. fresh. And it like it honestly reminds me of so we we took a um an anniversary trip to France and that's one of the things that we had almost every day there and it honestly like every time I make it at home it reminds me of that and it's it's really like you get you can get a great piece of fish like from from your local grocery store maybe for like 10 bucks and then a box of salt is like what a dollar 69 a couple egg whites so this is like a 10 dollar meal that Honestly, like it impresses the crowd. They they have no like, idea. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm like, I could do this. I could do that too. Meanwhile, I can barely boil water. But I'm like, I can do this. You got this, girl. I can you do this. Well, um, or we can come over and eat with you guys. Come Perfect. on. Yes. We're inviting ourselves. Perfect. Yes. That sounds amazing. Thank Aisha, you. thank you so much. Thank you guys for coming thank and sharing. You. Good luck. Keep moving. Keep thank pushing. You. And I do need a cast iron skillet. So. Right. Yes. Send us some I ruined oh, mine. I would love to. We'll get your information and then we'll send it your well, way. Well, I didn't ruin it. My daughter's father. Uh, left it in the oh. sink with water. Oh, see, I don't even know. That's not. Is that a thing? It rusted. Oh, and I know I've watched videos on how to unrust it. Got to hand dry it and put a little oil in it and rub it down. All right, we're I'm not doing all that. <laughs> I'm just going to buy yours. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Aisha. Thanks, guys. Corey, Aisha is goals. Okay, she is building a food empire. And she, you know what? And she's another reason why I want to go to Canada. I really want to go to Toronto. <laughs> I keep forgetting that she's in Toronto. <laughs> I really want to go. Let's do that together. Yes. Put a note in it. All right. So Who's now next? let's get centered. Sage. Sage. Let's feel good. Feel good. You feel it, Yolanda? Yes. Let's do it. Positive. Latham Thomas is going to give us the gems. Gems okay, of how gems. to live your best life, but spiritually. Exactly. <laughs> I said that with a lot of like <sighs> arm movement. Yeah. Yeah, sage no, but she, it was a moment. It was, it was a moment. She, uh, she really knows her shit she does so and you're gonna feel it yeah the glow she's not the glow maven for no reason nope mama glow up next Leighton thomas 
You know, it's fall. Yes. And for me, that's new beginnings. Really? Fall? Yeah. yeah. That's for me. That's like January. But I'm with you. Go ahead. You know why? I still associate it <laughs> with school. Oh, right. Okay. That makes sense. Back and to school. for new beginnings, I decided, let's call in an expert. Yes. To. What kind of expert? Clear the air. One that will help us glow. Yes. <laughs> that's me uh, sucking my teeth is uh, equal to oh, a, wink, uh, wink. a wink. A wink, wink. Um, nudge, nudge. But in all realness, in an honor and a pleasure <laughs> that we have the Glow Maven. Glow Maven. Oh Latham God, Thomas in the house. Hey. Hey, Latham Boo. Hey, y'all. Welcome. And she is glowing, in case anyone oh my God. Wasn't, yes. was wondering. In this glow, jumper, glow jean real. jacket. That says Latham. Just, you just know, so you know. Just, just. That's right. And what beads are these? Are those like a Buddhist? little mala bead? Yeah. Oh. What? Well, what? Say it again. I'm sorry. Mala. Okay. Beads. What's that? What is that? Yeah. So it's just um, diff. These are quartz, uh, mother of pearl. Um, this is called a radrusca seed, and a little talus, um, tassel rather. And um, I just put these on to remind myself to slow down. Sometimes I'll do like a little um, mantra or prayer, and then cast my hand over each bead. And that just kind of brings me to calm. But um, also, it's good jewelry. All right. Now, <laughs> and fashion. And yeah. And calm and fashion. Works. That's yes. right. Together. It's multi purposed. That's right. And I do need to be reminded to slow down. And that's why we have you here because it's crazy times. Yeah. Yes. Self care. We probably use that phrase now on the podcast like a, a hundred times. That's and we right. launched in March. That's right. We're all feeling like we need to love ourselves just a little bit more than we usually do yes. just to get through the day. That's right. But before we do that, Let's run through receipts. Receipts. Oh, there's so many. They are. Please go ahead, Corey. Mother okay. O. Mother O. I'm just that's a cleansing. <laughs> that was a cleansing breath. Right. Okay. A cleansing breath for the mother. Yes. Latham has written her second, not first. Number she two. didn't do the book proposal. It's her second Number book two. that's Number available two. now. Own Your Glow, a successful guide to luminous living. Soulful guide. Oh, yes. excuse me. My bad. You're right. A soulful guide to luminous living and crowning the queen within. Yes. Mm. Okay. She's the author and founder of Mama Glow. She's a celebrity doula. Well, I'm sorry. You're a celebrity wellness and lifestyle maven and birth doula. Mm -hmm. You have been named one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100 wellness gurus. Yeah. Our queen has approved. Yes. Oprah. That's the blessing of our blessing. Oprah approved. That's right. (laughs) And you also sit on the Tufts University Nutrition Council. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's a mama. And she's a mom. I'm a mom. 14-year-old boy. That's right. Who's a celebrity DJ. Yeah. Look at that. And getting on my nerves. Okay. Yeah, 14 does. Another golden uterus in the house. (laughs) We always talk about all these moms and the incredible kids. We were talking about that with Kofi's mom. Oh, my God. I love it. You know? Oh, Kofi. Um, Take a moment for that, too. I think I first heard about you because of your son. Yeah, most really? people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see people out and they'll be like talking to him. I'm like, uh, hi, I'm the mom. Like, <laughs> please address me first. <laughs> and you work with so many clients. I don't think people, let's go through. DJ, you delivered DJ, DJ Khaled's baby. Mm-hmm, who's turning one. Oh little Assad. Who yes. are some of your other celebrity clients? Give us like the, can, um, you, can you give us the drops? Yeah, so Alicia Keys. Alicia um, Keys. Yes, I love them babies. Um... Rebecca Minkoff, who I I love she her. made this jumper actually. Cute. Um, I worked with Tamara Mori for her pregnancy. Um, there's some that I can't talk about. Okay, understand. Yeah. <laughs> so what is that? So 
what is a doula for those who don't know? Like, are you, in, yes. are you in there? Like, I'm like in there. Yes. So I see there. everything. So um, a doula is really a, um, a support who offers um, not only emotional support, education, advocacy, and really hand-holding and cheerleading for moms as they experience um, the childbirth. And we work with them before, um, you know, the baby comes. So there's uh, trust and there's a sense of safety and security and uh, a constant presence of support through the labor. So we work with, I work a lot of times also with um, single moms. So sometimes if there's not like a really uh, strong foundation in terms of support, it's really important, I think, to have a doula then. And I love working with families to help navigate what the experience will be like on the other side once the baby is born too. So there's all different configurations, but I think it's a very necessary component of your birth journey, especially um you know, if it's the first time, you just really want somebody who knows how to navigate those waters, no pun intended. And like a sister with you. I mean, I, That's I, right. I, haven't, I, have, I don't have kids yet, but I imagine like I have a brother and my dad and my husband. Yeah. And I'm always like, okay, when I'm in that delivery room, I'm going to need another. You want I'm some need women. A, a sister That's and a right. woman there with me yeah. to cheer me on. And you might not have that. That's why when you were talking about like single moms or yeah. depending on your situation, you really need that support in the yeah. delivery room. Definitely. That's beautiful. So I'm yeah. curious, were you a doula first or were you doing lifestyle wellness It was kind of all together. Like, I think, um, you know, first I was teaching yoga and doing nutrition work. And and the doula thing I was resistant to, actually, because a lot of people were like, oh, I want you to deliver my baby. I'm like, no, babe, uh, come after the birth and I'll see you at yoga after, you know. (laughs) And um, I just was kind of resistant. And then I went to this ashram and it was my birthday. And I had this reading with this, like, Vedic astrologer. And he was, like, doing the divination. He had the cowrie shells and all this stuff. Yes. And, um... And then he was like, you know, you're supposed to mother the mother. That's what I got out of the reading. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of doing that. He's like, no, deeper. And he gave me some dates and I wrote them down. I came back to New York and I remember um, one of the dates correlated with um, this doula fellowship that I received, which I don't even remember applying for. And I was like, okay, noted, God. Okay, got it. it. So (laughs) let me just take this journey um, and dragging my feet as a Taurus who's so stubborn. But I did it. And then as soon as I um, took that leap, it was like doors opened and people came and clients have I've always had an abundant um, resource of, of clients and, and of people referring me and stuff. So I think it's like sometimes, you know, it's like God will bring us right up to the edge of, you know, um, to our growing edge so that we can take that leap. And um, those of us who are brave enough to do that, I believe that the universe rewards courage. And then on the mm-hmm. other side of that, you know, there's there's a lot of abundance waiting for you. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about how to harness and harvest this abundance, right? Yes. Manifest is what yes. I want to say. That's what, what you specialize in is teaching women how to manifest mm-hmm. this glow, this joy, this happiness. Mm-hmm. Girl, how do I manifest some of that right now? Well, I want to use the word. I want to reframe that into what I like to call womb-fest because I mm. think that when we think about like manifesting and with so many um, like self-help people be like, yeah, you got to manifest this and that. And it feels really like we're trying to control an outcome and also uh-huh. that we're like going after something rather than allowing something to show up. So I think for women, especially right now, what could be really um, an incredible way to reframe how we want to prepare ourselves to expand our capacity to receive so that we can then harvest would be like thinking about what you want to draw to you and also thinking about like 
how you make space for these things to show up in your life. So if you're if you have an intention and you line all your actions up with that intention, then like the outcome is going to probably be aligned with your what you set out to do. But you don't have to go hustling and networking and, you know, like really pushing yourself out there to achieve that goal if you're already doing the work. And so I think so much of what we think um, we can engineer in terms mm-hmm. of an outcome mm-hmm. is focused on, okay, I'm going to manifest this thing. And so it's a little bit of a difference between um, like making it happen and letting it happen. I like that. Right? So I think that's what we, especially women who are like so busy doing everything in big cities, like big jobs, like, you know, raising families. I think if we slow down for a second and when we're talking about cultivation, right? Um, what's required for that is, you know, every day, like, you know, you weed the garden and you till the soil and you water and Mm -hmm. let sunlight come in, right? And then things start to grow. So that's a constant, um, you know, showing up for something, right? But to the same thing every single day, right? And then what fruits, fruits are born where you focus your energy. So I think it's more like us doing more of that. Like, let's focus our energy here in in source, you know, like inside of ourselves rather than let me try to make this happen because I think that we spend so much of our energy doing that. And not that that's a futile pursuit. I think that there are lots of things come from that, but there's also we don't put enough um, energy on like womanifesting, like actually creating the space for something to be cultivated from within us first. Also, like making it happen sounds a lot harder <laughs> than does. letting it happen. Just like let it show up. Right. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. you know, if you're doing what you need to do and you are in line with your dream and your vision, that that sounds like something that's possible. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes it's way. things feel yeah. impossible. Like, you know, you know, those, you see those memes, people be like, hustle hard. I hustle while you're sleeping. I want to sleep, too, though. Child, we need to sleep. <laughs> I want to sleep like too, hustle while I'm Nathan. asleep. Come on, you like we're tired, right? <laughs> you know what? I like um, you. We you were interviewed for the October issue of Essence yes. on uh-huh. newsstands now on newsstands receipts. And but one of the things you talked about just in that talk, talking about taking a break and you know getting some sleep. One of the things I love. Well, two things. One was take a fast from the phone. Yeah, because the phone is so attached to us right now. Mm-hmm. And I've practiced something now where I realized I was looking at Instagram, like literally as I was laying, like I was asleep. It was the last thing I did before bed. Mm. And sometimes I would get FOMO. I'm getting angry. I'm like, well, FOMO. I wasn't at the party. I wasn't at that party. You FOMO know what I mean? is real. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I realized I'm going to sleep. I'm dreaming mad. I'm waking yeah. up angry. I'm not being peaceful. And then I read somewhere, like, put the phone down. That's right. Like, go do, like, read do something else that's a little more peaceful. So talk yeah. to me about like taking a fast from the phone. Yeah. I mean, I think phone fasting is like critical right now because we are so tethered to our phones. And, you know, even when we see like how our kids or if you have like nieces and nephews and you see how they can't have a conversation because they are so like entrenched in the first generation that's like been born with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an extension of their arm is their phone. Yeah. Um, but I think for us, it's like, you know, when people think like, oh, I'm just going to take a break and then they pick out, they take out their phone and they start scrolling. There is so much cognitive energy that is spent scrolling and emotional energy. And like you said, like the FOMO. And th- so you get caught up and you're like, wait a minute. Um, you're, you know, like your heart starts rating some faster yes. and you start getting anxiety uh-huh. around like, uh-huh. I'm not doing enough. Look at them. They're doing more. Oh, my God, they're better than me. Oh, I didn't get to that party. Like you said. So there's all these things that come up. 
you're not just looking at imagery that's like layered with um, emotion. So it's not like the best place to hang out if you want to like boost your morale or make mm-hmm. yourself feel good, um, even when even if you're following only good feeds. So I think that, um, you know, making a even if you have to be on there saying, OK, I'm going to post and leave or I'm going to, you know, have like maybe um, a group that I'm in where I only go and I comment on those pages and then I leave, you know, so that you're engaging with the people that you want to engage with. But but aside from that, like definitely in the evenings, I think creating some space around glow time, like I'm going to turn off the phone, put it away, and then I'm going to go take a bath. I'm going to read a book, like you said, go to the gym, like spend time with your husband, your be kids, with your, your friends. Husband. Exactly, be together, be connecting. in connection, <laughs> be together. Yeah, like connect, like in real life, not like virtual life, yeah. but actual life. And you know what? Posting and running is real. I I realize I do that on Facebook Me because too. Facebook, those videos and the negativity and their algorithm and all that. I actually just post and leave it. Me too. So when people always say, I think you can like be on social media without being like an empath and like yes. I am and taking in everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now, going back to what Charlie, when you said self-care, because now I'm getting to the point, is self-care getting overused? Mm. That phrase That phrase. Because we don't know what it means. I don't really know what that means. Because I think it's just take a bath or sometimes in my case, have a glass of wine. You know what I mean? I think that's also healthy. Or a bottle. Or a bottle. (laughs) I love it. She's like, to be clear, (laughs) you don't know me, Charlie. (laughs) Don't judge me. Don't judge me. No, but you know, I mean, what what does that mean, Nathan? Because... It is being misused, I think. Yeah. So, well, self-care is really, um, I see it as a pathway to empowerment. I see it as um, an opportunity for us to return home to ourselves, Mm -hmm. to um, connect with every aspect, every corner and recessed and like every aspect of ourselves, like who we are. And you can only do that if you um, take the opportunity to slow down and actually see that you need something. So it's a constant assessment of what you need at any given moment. So sometimes that looks like uh, setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. So that might not just be, um, you know, okay, I'm going to take a bath now, but it might be that somebody asks you, for mm-hmm. uh, your help in a big project or something. And self-care in that moment would be assessing how that feels. Like, does this feel right? Like, that seems like a lot for me to take on. You know, the answer is no, right? So maybe, you know, putting um, boundaries in place so people know where they begin and where they end and what it is that you're capable of and what you won't stand for. Because really, nobody's ever going to say to you, like, you know what? You've been working so hard. You need to take a break. Like, nobody's going to say that. They're going to say, ever she's amazing mm-hmm. at taking on so much, especially at the last minute, and they're going to dump stuff on you. So you have to be the one to say, yeah, no, right? And so I think mm-hmm. that's an, uh, an important aspect of self-care, too. Aside from us making time to commune with ourselves. And so like a hot bath looks really, I mean, it's so easy to say, but when people actually do it, what happens is like your blood vessels expand, your your heart rate slows down, well, it goes up and then goes back down and you relax and um, you're really primed for relaxation afterwards, right? So that's like easing us into like a night of peace, right? Especially if you don't turn back on your phone. So that's another thing like, 
you know, what if I need more relaxation, then that's a, you know, a bath is like the right answer. If I need to kind of like wake myself up, maybe, you know, going to like a spin class. So mm-hmm. figuring out like kind of what you need on a moment to moment basis, I think really is what self-care is about. But we have to remember like the legacy of what this comes from. Like it's not just about self-care Sundays and hashtagging and, mm-hmm. you know, showing like your enviable, you know, bath <laughs> or whatever, setup, right? right? But it's also about remembering that there's a legacy that um, that we've emerged from of people who were on the front lines fighting for equalities that had to pour back into themselves so that they could continue that work. Absolutely. And so this comes out of that. It's an extension of that. So we're very privileged to be able to experience it in a way that we do now. But it isn't something that's been co-opted that like we invented it you know right so i mean you can think about like well, the stories that we hear about cleopatra with you know bath and uh, milk baths and like fanning and things like that you know um, we think about like queens adorning themselves and like taking their time and moving slowly and mm-hmm. you know so there is a we come from this like legacy you know so it's 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 not something that we should feel like, oh, I have to wait till I'm broke down to go get a massage or whatever. But we should feel entitled to invest in ourselves in this way so that we can then pour into the work and to other people like we need to. But mm-hmm. what about when you're OK? So for me, mm-hmm. I often feel like I'm I'm resting my body. Yes. But I can't seem to rest my mind yes. mm-hmm. or my emotions like uh, I'll go to the spa. Yeah. And then I'll catch myself on the table, like still going through something to do list or feeling a certain way about something someone said to me or something mm. I read. And I'm just and I get angry with myself. Cause, mm. And then I sometimes feel I'm, I'm like incapable. I'm like, can I not relax? Can I not chill out? And can we I mean, I'm just curious, how do we uh, relax our emotions and our minds? Yeah. Because the body part, that's easier yeah. to do. Right. But it doesn't work without the other. Right. So your emotions also are just like a. I mean, like, it's good to let them come to the surface. So if you're mm-hmm. on a massage table and stuff comes up, that's great. Okay. Um, it's better than, like, trying to push that stuff down. It's better to let everything come to the surface because we're so conditioned also, you know, as as women of color and black women to push everything down and subliminate our needs yes. so that we can take care of everyone else. And then that's, like, you know, the entry point for the rudiments of disease you know when we don't deal with our emotions and stuff so allowing things to come to the surface during these moments of self-care is like a safe space for you to have that experience and it's also critical for us to also let that stuff go and move past it so if it keeps showing up it's an opportunity for you to you know you can journal you can um, talk to a therapist you can talk to a good friend you could go say oh this is still you know I want to find a solution for this let me go for a run like there's a lot of ways that we can use um, to clear our mind you can use meditation and I know for a lot of people are like oh my god that word but meditation doesn't have to look like you you know, sitting in a cross-legged position, you know, in a cave, right? right? You <laughs> right. can be like right. lying down flat and, you know, and breathing and just focusing on your breathing and letting the things come to the surface and yes. feeling into your body and what, what's happening for you in that moment doesn't have to be like what we see in magazines. So I want people to know that this is ex- this is like accessible to you in this moment. Like you don't have to go buy something or sign up for some 12 month course or, you know, you don't have to get a new outfit. Right. Like this is stuff that we you can just do it. You can just yeah. do it mm-hmm. right now. Right. But I think that the, you know, our emotional body is, um, you know, our our emotions basically govern our hormones. So 
our emotions are, it's really important for us to use that information as a a platform for understanding like what our internal landscape looks like. So if we feel sadness and we don't like allow ourselves to really go into that and move through the other side of it, then we're holding on to that as we move through every aspect of our lives and it touches everything else. Right. right? So it Mm -hmm. is important that if that thing is coming up for you, like I wish I handled that differently or, you know, why did they say that to me that way that we let those things come to the surface and also keep in mind, like, you might feel differently at a different t- time of the month. Like you, if you're that's closer to your talking about that cycle, in the article, yeah, right? that's very real. Yeah. yeah, and you have to know yourself. That's yeah. right on those le- levels. Yeah. So our time with you is winding down, <sighs> but we have got to ask this yes. major question. Sage. I'm ready. Yes. All right. Sage. So I finally. <laughs> I love her. Sage. Sage. No, because I I, I we believe in it. About we this. were just talking about it because I believe in we it. We have questions. Mm-hmm. I did buy some, I guess, fresh sage and tried to burn it, and that mm-hmm. didn't work. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't dry burning. enough. Yes. <laughs> then I went to this fancy smancy store in in uh, Fort Greene, bought some for ten dollars. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and it was wrapped all pretty with this really nice yarn. But I went home to burn it, but then it's like almost caused a fire in my right. apartment. Really? Yeah, because I I didn't know. It. First of all, walk me through it. Okay. And then what is the real meaning? How often do I do it? Do I say a prayer while I'm doing it? Like, I need to know. Okay. The one-on-one. Yes. I yes. love it. Okay. But Great. Go. This is awesome because in the book, I have a whole little section on this. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, so sage, saging or smudging um, traditionally has been seen as um, an opportunity to cleanse a space or to create uh, to ward off energies that are unwanted. And um, it's, you know, and you don't have to use sage specifically. You can, there's other types of um, uh, woods or, or resins that you can burn. Um, sage and Palo Santo happen to be like, you know, considered holy. And so... I um, once got some pine from pine New Orleans. Great too. New Orleans, and they said it, that was what it was yes. for as well. Yeah, so all, every tradition really has like their um, purifying and cleansing um, holy, yeah, yeah, holy wood or, or or plant that they use, and so um, and so you can just take whatever you know, like you you know you like the scent best or whatever. But um, so when you light it, uh, I like to um, when you light it, you want to make sure that it smokes. You don't want to like the entire thing, so just like the tip, and then you can either shake it or kind of blow on it so that. It, so the embers kind of light and that you have sustained smoke. You, it's okay to, you know, let it kind of burn out and then relight it so that you don't have it that it's catching. Yes. So that, yeah, because you can't have like, you can't walk around your house like the fire alarm catching stuff like... on fire. Exactly. Um, and also you want to maintain the the amount of smoke in apartments in New York City. Sure. Yeah. So, um, because, yeah, those sprinklers are yeah. real. So, um, then you can open all the windows, right, in the house. Because as you sage, you want to, like, clear the energy. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so okay. open all the windows. Yeah, open all the windows. And then you can go through all the corners, and you let the smoke hit all the corners. And um, I love if you say a prayer or anything that comes up for you that you, you know, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to say this particular thing, but, like, whatever comes up. And if you need to ask for some sort of clearance or I need clarity around this and I need or some people were in this house that I really need to like move that energy out whatever it is you just ask for that and then um, another thing to remember is like my grandmother used to always say this to me that um, you know the the smoke is um, the the medium that spirits can breathe in and so when we light 
something and then smoke comes, it allows like, you know, you to invite in ancestors or guides or spirits that you want to bless your home to. Um, so it's nice to to know that in the back of your mind, too, that as you're clearing out, you're also inviting in the energy of protection. Right. And so, um, yeah, so. So you can kind of like just waft it through the air or you could use a fan to mm-hmm. kind of waft the um, the sage. You can do it to yourself. Mm-hmm. I have a little exercise talking about doing it to your purse just to make sure yeah. you can like bring more okay. blessing. Please. Yes, Prosper- um, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think like, you know, finding good sources for it. It's really easy to get online and stuff. You don't have to get it for ten dollars. <laughs> um, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But um and also you can try like Palo Santo's a great, a great one that burns and that you won't find that it like catches fire as easy. Yeah. yeah that's an easy one too. And I feel like um, now she's got me thinking about when I want to sage my home. Yes. Like, you know, somebody brings that friend over, that person over and you're like, okay, Girl. your energy was not, it was you know, nuts. so you can p- push the energy yeah. out that's that right. somebody brought into your home yeah. or maybe for the holidays just to yes. open it up to more love up. That's and right. giving mm-hmm. and wealth, you know, and prosperity and love. Oh, I'm, I'm, now I'm like, okay, I'm doing I need it. to yeah. sage schedule and you don't have to be like oh i need to do this for this particular day because this is happening you can just be like you know i just you know it's saturday or it's sunday or you know today i just want to kind of just open up and we are in the fall and there's we're ushering in a new season and this is a great time to set an intention for how you want to move through the rest of this Mm -hmm. year and yeah and then do a little ritual and like sage the space and then say this is from this point forward, I'm inviting in this because after we sage, after we cleanse and purify, then we create a um, beautiful space and launch pad for what we want to bring back in. I love it. Yeah. All right. We're going to have you back in. Come on back. I love it. But until then, (laughs) tell us the name of your new book. Own Your Glow, A Soulful Guide to Luminous Living and Crowning the Queen Within. Keep your crowns on y'all. And where can we get you your daily mantras? So every day I'm on Instagram for the most part at Glow Maven, G-L-O-W-M-A-V-E-N. And um, you can go to ownyourglowthebook.com and there's a whole bunch of stuff on how to find me around the book stuff. And and then obviously at Mama Glow if people are on that baby journey. And she's so accessible, you guys. I just want to say that. I yeah. love the way you interact with your with your fans and yeah. your supporters and the w- community. So we're thank we're you, the we the people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We love you, Lathan. I love thank y'all. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. What a blessing. Thanks to our guests, Aisha Curry and Latham Thomas. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl, Girl, such as our conversation live with Gabrielle Union, Nisi Nash, and Jesse Smollett. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work and our music from Gold Standard Creative. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oahu.